Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Uh, I don't have to tell you that life isn't easy. We got challenges all the time. There's lots of stuff going on, relationships, your family, work. Maybe you deal from some other things like anxiety, maybe depression. Maybe there's a way to deal with that a little easier. And I'm not talking about medication. Be great to get clarity on a lot of things in your life. And that can come in the way of energy healing. Many different ways you can approach that with an energy healer like I have with us today. She is an amazing Reiki energy practitioner. She does chakra card readings and balancing. Uh, So much more spiritual baths. Can't wait to learn about that. Didn't know that existed and much more. And let's bring her in here today. Kidra Payne joins us on the program. Kidra, welcome. How are you doing? Hi, how are you? Wonderful to have you here. I am a big fan of energy healing and and all of that and I'm I'm super excited to dig into this. For you, what is the f- your most favorite modality to help people with? Or is it like your children like you know they're all they're all important, equally as important. Um so my 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 favorite modality is actually working um with the shadow work uh that I do with my customers. Um it just helps them to really dig deep and understand where a lot of their emotional traumas are coming from. Shadow work. I've heard of it, but I'm honestly not even sure what it is. Please explain. Okay. So basically what I do is I sit with my clients who um, have certain areas of their life, like what we call when someone gets triggered about something, and they have no reason why they're triggered by this particular question or the way it might be the way someone speaks to them, um, or it could just be a number of things that, that, you know, that trigger people into negative responses, and, you know, it might create some kind of anxiety within the person themselves. And so what we do with shadow work is literally it's like a series of questions. I like to take them back to, like, childhood because – a lot of these things come from our childhood that we may or may not remember. Um, maybe you didn't get told that you were loved enough. Maybe you didn't get hugged enough. And so what you start to do is I put them in like a nice deep meditative, help them get to a nice deep meditative state, um, take them back to their childhood, and, you know, how is the relationship with your mom and your dad, you know, and you would be surprised the things when people get into that subconscious state that starts to come up when you start asking probing questions. And what it does is you just help peel back those layers. Because a lot of times, once something is identified, then you know how to deal with it. But if you don't even know where that, that trauma or that trigger is coming from, it's kind of hard to deal with something that you have no idea what you're dealing with. So, I hope that helped you a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally, totally. And for me, finding those things out, and, and let's, let's be honest with, with, with everybody and ourselves here, it's, it's stuff that we probably dealt with when we were kids, for the most mm-hmm. part. I discovered it through hypnotherapy. Now, okay. And, and uh, not that I had a bad childhood. 
Yeah, but mm-hmm. but I knew. I told the practitioner, yeah, take me back. That's, that's where we're going. <laughs> I, knew, I, already, <laughs> I already kind of connected the dots, but that doesn't mean, you know, I had it handled. You needed to deal with it. And part of that came through energy work like you offer. But I'm I'm intrigued how you can... Now, we're tapping into the self... Uh, the subconscious with with hypnotherapy, you're able to do that through the shadow work, figure out those limiting beliefs, all that stuff that's going on there? Yeah, you, it's, mm. just a, it's a series of, you know, probing questions that you ask. Um, I usually start out my, um, uh, my clients, I give them like a questionnaire to like fill out. Um, and and where they're, when they're in that meditative state, and, you know, you're talking them through it and, okay, where's that little girl at? You know, go down that dark hallway and sit and just talk with her and ask her what's wrong. You, it brings a, a, about such an emotion that you actually can tap into those things that um, you may have even forgot as a child. And most of the time it's things that, we have no idea that happened to us. Um, and I can use myself as an example. I was uh, traumatized um, by something that had happened in my past when I was a little girl. I think I may have been about five or six years old. And for years, it, it, it traumatized me so much that I blocked it out. And for years, I always wondered why I was afraid of blood. Any time I saw blood, I would think, I mean, it was just like a whole ordeal that I went through whenever I And, and I, I want to make sure I understand that because I, I had that fear as well. Forget you know, mm-hmm. blood test. Oh, my God. I would put it off for years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really would. <laughs> uh, where did it come from for you, your 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 aversion to that? Um, and this is, I'm, I'm getting very personal now. Um, it actually came up. Um, I grew up in, a, in an abusive household. Um, and I saw my mom, and this is maybe triggering for some people, so I, you know, um, but I'm just being honest and upfront because you have to be. Um, I saw my mom give my sister an abortion with a white hanger. Wow. Okay. So yeah. I, from that, I, I had, I had suppressed it. I had forgotten all about it, um, until I had went through a shadow work. Um, session and realize that's why I was afraid of blood. Wow. Thank you for being real about that. Um, I'm amazed that with the shadow work, that stuff can be uncovered. And I'm going to tell you right now, you're making me think very deeply about uh, my childhood because they say that your memories are usually some of the Usually, remember the stuff that's not too good because yeah. it, it just your 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 mind protects you, and you remember those mm-hmm. things. I'm going back in my mind as we're talking to being like three years old and waving bye bye and falling off the uh, onto a radiator and kind of splitting my head open and my mom freaking out, running downstairs. There's a dentist and in hearing him say, "I'm a dentist. I don't know what to do." And I still have a little scar on my head, you know, but, but a lot of blood. Uh, oh. I never made that connection until you just said that. And maybe <laughs> maybe that's my aversion. I've gotten better, you know, going for blood tests and things like that. 
I, I could never donate blood. Never say never, but mm, not anytime soon. Um, but maybe it's from a, a situation like that, as it was with the situation that you witnessed in, in your childhood. Exactly. And so that may have been traumatic to you at that time. Sure. And so you suppressed it, yep. right? Yep. But until you start asking probing questions and you start to, you know, and you're familiar with, you know, um, you know, going back into memories and, and, you know, you've had hypnosis. So for you, it was probably easier to, to come up. But the fact that you could connect that to that. Yeah, well, that's you, know, you just did that. Good. You did that. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. You did that for me just now because I didn't make that connection. And I always wondered, like, come on, dude, you're a man. Like, why, why do you worry about, you know, the sight of blood and things like that? It's it's more my own blood than seeing that, you know, with okay. somebody else. Um, and, you know, my connection to my childhood had nothing to do with that. It was more of like abandonment and things like that. We have, I don't want to say typical stuff, but the stuff that we yeah. all you know, feelings of not being good enough and worthy yeah. and all of that. Exactly. Uh, but in, in just our conversation here, we didn't even do shadow work, or maybe we scraped the surface on it. I don't know. Well, I have very powerful energy, so you might have, because I had no intention that I was going to mention that, go that deep in my life. So this is me connecting to my spirit world, because I did meditate before this, um, connected to spirit. Spirit was like, just say it. You know, wow. you're out there. You, you're a healer. You have to be transparent. And so maybe mm. that was the connection because nothing happens by accident, right? Yeah, oh, so I'm a firm believer in that. there I am. I'm and, bringing this up. And then you have, you know, you were able to, to associate that. And I, I believe, and, you know, final thought, it's not about me, but the final thought on what we're, we're saying here is that, okay, kids fall, they bleed. All right, it happens. Mm -hmm. But the trauma of my mom freaking out at that moment uh -huh. is, I think, impactful in terms of my aversion to uh, blood. So uh, I, right. I, yeah, I think, I really think we nailed something there. Uh, <laughs> wow. I'll send you an invoice. <laughs> <laughs> send it my way. It's all good. Um, but I want a full session if I'm going to pay, okay? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's... Um, you know, go from shadow work to some of the other work you do. And I want you to pick it. Usually I'm picking, you know, if I talk with somebody, what the modality is, you pick, you know, that we can talk deeper about Reiki, chakra card readings, even the sound healing that you do, even uh, spiritual baths for negative energy. You tell me. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's go ahead. We'll dive into the um, Reiki energy healing. So I know you're familiar with it, but basically it's about, um, and it ties into the chakra card. Um, so basically I'll have a client come where, you know, they might have a lot of anxiety or just feel like kind of stuck in life, like, you know, don't know why they can't move on. They know it's more, but they just can't really get to the point, right? And so basically I'll have a client come in um, and I do like a little cleansing of them, cleanse their aura, um, and, you know, we'll kind of sit and chat for, like, a few minutes just to kind of release the stress. And um, so you'll go on the, I have a, uh, what do you call it, like a massage table. I'll like some incense, and um, I'll give them a small, like, little sound bath just to kind of relax because the vibrations and the um, crystal symbols kind of aligns with, and this is all going to feed into the chakra card region, aligns with your chakras. So we all have 
um, seven major chakras that we deal with. One is the root chakra, which is the lower chakra, and that kind of connects you to um, grounding. Um, some people call it the base chakra, so it's called a couple of different things. Um, next, moving on up, you have your sacral chakra. It's like the base of your spine. Um, then you go up a little bit above the navel, which is your solar plexus. Um, then you have your heart chakra. We all know where the heart is. And you have your throat chakra, your um, third eye, uh, which is between, you know, in the middle of your forehead. And then you have your crown chakra, which is a couple of inches above your, your head. And so all of these chakras are aligned to different aspects of our body. They're all connected to some kind of organ or feed something um, within the individual themselves. So I have people that uh, come to me and say, oh, I'm all over the place or whatever, and, you know, I can't, you know, focus, can't do this, can't do that. To me, as soon as I hear I can't focus, I'm all over the place, I instantly think about grounding, right? Grounding is your base chakra, your root chakra. So um, what I do is I, I receive... I am a, a conduit to receive Reiki um, energy healing, and which is just an abundance of energy um, by use of symbols that, uh, you know, I imagine or I envision as I am doing the Reiki. And for me, when I get Reiki, I can tell when, um, and everyone is different, but I can tell which chakra is blocked uh, based on the way my hand shakes and how hot I get. Because <laughs> I'm really putting in, like, a lot of energy. And so once I finish my session, I allow my, you know, clients to, like, take a few minutes and lay on the table some more, and um, then we'll sit and I'll actually then go into a card reading. And this is before I even, no, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, we'll talk about this session, and then I'll go into a card reading. And nine times out of ten, because I do specific, like, chakra card readings, um, the card that my client pulls is based on what they were going through or the blockage that I felt within them. <laughs> I, I want to – things that you've, you're saying, I've heard part of them before, but I'm intrigued mm -hmm. from the hot and the cold – that you feel that on your hands, and mm -hmm. what do you feel when you're when you're doing a session with somebody? Um, I personally, my body starts to tingle. I get really hot at the top of my head, and my hands start to shake. And what does that mean? And for I you? might cry. And, and what? And I may cry. Ah, okay. Uh, is it because you're so empathic, intuitive, and you pick up on the energy? Yes. Yep. Yes, I am. And, and you have to be careful with that. I am fortunate enough that um, I don't carry other people's. I'm an empath, but I don't carry other people's energy to the point where it impacts me. It's like once I, while I'm in the process of doing the energy healing, I can feel everything. But once I cut the tie for that energy to cut off, that, it, that feeling just instantly leaves my body. So you don't have to worry about that energy taking over you. Exactly. And, okay. and then I, I make sure I keep myself cleansed and I do energy healings on myself every, you know. I try to do it every night, but I do, I'll meditate like every day and, you know, ask to remove anything that is not of me for me um, and is not for my higher purpose. 
Tell me how this all began for you, your, your journey. <laughs> so I found out years ago that um, I had some kind of psychic abilities when I was younger that got suppressed when I had my trauma, right? I used to see ghosts and everything. Um, so moving into adult life, um, what really kind of pulled me into it is, one, I've always felt like there was something about me that was different that I needed to explore more. Um, right before COVID, I um, started doing a lot of meditation, um, and then I was married at the time. I was in a 12-year marriage, um, and I really wasn't happy in my marriage, and I couldn't pinpoint what it was. Um, once I started doing my meditations, and before I knew it, I was playing around with crystals, so I had went and got a crystal, you know, they have a chakra crystal set, I went and got the chakra crystal set, started um, uh, aligning my chakras and, and, and clearing out my blockages, but, you know, at that time, I was like, I would listen to, like, chakra clearing music, and I would have my, you know, my crystals aligned on my body with my chakras. Um, and then I realized I just really wasn't happy in my marriage, and I didn't want to be there. Wow. And, yeah, I, I went from meditation to crystals. Um, and then I had even purchased a singing bowl. I just post-purchased uh, one little single one, and then I had purchased a um, Tibetan singing bowl. So one is like a, a brass, copper, and the other one is just like a crystal. I want to see which one I like the most. So I really like the crystal singing bowls. Um, and then it, it was like from there, you know, I just talked to my husband, and I'm like, you know, I think, you know, we still divorced because I don't think he was happy either. And we were both miserable, but nobody had the courage to leave. Um, and then before I knew it, during the separation process, I was, you know, reading all these spiritual books because I was starting to have, like, visions, and, you know, just things were coming to me, and I didn't know where they were coming from, but they would come while I was doing my meditation. Um, I uh, ended up uh, taking the Reiki energy course, um, so I got my master and my, uh, so I'm a master teacher, and then it just, I just said, I'm going to open up a business, because <laughs> I like this, this is what I want to do, I, this is my passion, this is what I enjoy doing. And I, you know, packed up, moved to another state, started my life over, started my business. Wow. And it's just been, you know, um, a, an awesome experience because just when you think your life is going to take, you know, going to go in one direction, um, you'd be surprised what we can do in terms of healing and manifesting and transmuting a lot of pain and suffering you know, that we've encountered life and, and take that and turn it around and make it positive and, and, and live in your purpose and live in your higher self. Would you say that your energy work on, on yourself, Kidra, gave you the clarity to, to realize that uh, your relationship wasn't really the best for you? It absolutely did. Mm. It absolutely did. I, and, and I think it hit me one morning. I got up. My, my ex used to get up before me. So I got up. I got up in a really good mood. And I was, la, 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 la. I took my shower. You know, I was working from home. And I come downstairs, and my ex was coming towards the staircase. And he had this look of disgust on his face. And at that time, my whole high energy that I was on just, like, shrunk to nothing. 
and I had a, I was upset and angry the whole day. Not angry, but just like in a really bad, somber mood, like the whole day. And it hit me that I allowed his energy to impact my energy. Well, what you're saying there is so impactful in that when others do us wrong or we have challenges with, with people, hey, it's all about relationships, that we let them control us, but we're doing it. You know, let's say somebody did the worst thing in the world to you. Let's say somebody cheated, whatever it might be. We're allowing them to continue to make us feel a certain way when they don't Mm -hmm. care anymore. They already moved on. They they don't have a a care in the world about about us. But we let them take our energy and let them take our power. We're doing it. We're guilty. Exactly. Right? Yes. And so you, what, what, what I empower people to do is live in your authentic self and to not allow negative energy to impact you. Like, honestly, I can't tell you when's the last time I had a bad day. I may have had a not-so-good moment, but I cannot tell you what a bad day feels like anymore because I'm not allowing that into my space. I'm not allowing that into my energy field. I've done a lot of work on myself, and what my goal is to continuously be a light, you know, and, 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 and block light, and block certain lights <laughs> or block certain darknesses that, you know, want to come your way. And especially when you're an empath because you pick up and feel things. Like I have one client that she would go to the grocery store, and when she came home, she was so wiped out because she was literally pulling in other people's energy. Mm. Are they, I've heard this term, and I, and I think it applies here, are they energy vampires? You have some people out there that are energy vampires. Like, have you ever had someone in your family that, you know, every time you talk to them, it's like, what was me, what was me, what was me? Yep. And then... When they leave, they be like, oh, my God, it was so great talking to you. You make me feel so much better. But you're exhausted. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's listen and think of those people that do that because you can see the images come in your mind where it's just like, and you want to be nice and maybe they're very close to you, but it's almost like, I don't even want to pick up the phone and call them because I know where this is going to go. That person that calls you with all of their problems. They, you, you are, they, they are coming and sucking your energy. Yeah. Uh, totally get it. (laughs) (laughs) And so they're, they're taking your energy to better themselves. Oh, they feel wonderful when they leave you. But guess what? Now you're, you're drained. You're exhausted. You were like, Ooh, God, that was too much. Yeah. You know, (laughs) so it's two aspects of it. You know, you need to be able to, um, to, to, to guard your energy, right? You want to stay protected. You want to make sure that no one is, you know, draining you completely. And there, there are things that myself as a healer and other healers out there that we have to do to, to safeguard ourselves from this. And there's, there's so much to talk about, even the sound bowls. Um, I experienced one like two years ago for the first time ever. It was, mm-hmm. I'll never forget it. I will never forget the moment when somebody, it was at a meditation that a friend invited me to come along to and they, somebody hit to begin the session, hit a sound bowl. And I felt like a hurricane hit me in the face. It was just like, Whoa. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I, and it was just one note, but now I got yeah. it. Now, now I, it, right. 
Yes, and and you know when you're getting when you hear sound bowls, take pause while you're listening to it, and try to identify which part of your body you're you're feeling it in. Hmm. <laughs> because it certain sounds hit certain chakras, and you know everything is vibration, right? Everything has movement. Yep. Yep. And so your chakras are turning. They're, they're vibrating, and when you hear a sound bowl that say it's you know connected to it, and don't get me, I'm not going to go into the hertz because I don't know those by heart. But say the one chakra um, that might be a heart, or you know, or throat sure. chakra, right? Yep. So the sound bowl that the, the vibration, the frequency of the throat chakra, it'll start to it, your your chakra picks that up. And now it's it's starting to balance out. It's healing. It's it's creating. You know, it's moving that that blockage. That block that's there. I never thought of that to to connect it to the part of your body that it resonated with or mm-hmm. in. Wow. Okay. Got to got to be mindful next time I I hear one. Yeah. Uh, next time you hear one, take take note of where you're hearing it at. And it's funny you said you know you bought one. As soon as you said that, I'm like Steve. Why don't you just buy one? Why wouldn't you? Like, I love it. <laughs> like, amazing. Uh, I think this is what, why you do what you do because you create that awareness um, as a healer, which is amazing. Uh, we're out of time. I want to share everybody uh, with everybody your website. How do we find you? Um, it's at uh, uh, Akidra. That's A K I D R A MindBodySoul.com. And free consultation if somebody wants to talk with you and just kind yes. of figure out what might work for them? Yep. I offer, if you click on the link, it'll tell you to schedule your free consultation. Um, and you can connect with me, and we can schedule a free consultation and go from there. Awesome. Kendra, great talking with you. Love the insight. Um, you made me think, and even I think I might have solved one mystery in the, in the blood thing, um, <laughs> as, as you did. As you did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, learned a lot. Fantastic talking with you, and I look forward if we get a chance to uh, get together again. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Thank you. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you, A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie, this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. Is now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council.